Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Spliced In Later, bringing this week's episode a little later than planned, not for any particular reason other than just I got round to Tuesday, I had a very good idea planned for my episode, uh, a sneak preview for it, it was going to be a tribute to Robin Williams and Robin Williams films, but to talk about Robin Williams, especially with how things ended up for him and all of that stuff, requires a lot of emotional support and I didn't have that on Tuesday. It just got to a point when I went, I don't have the mental capacity to talk about this and I'm not going to give inferior content because the content's inferior enough as it is because I don't edit or do anything proper like a normal person does. So we'll postpone that to next week, hopefully. But I didn't want this week to go by without any episode and I thought as Loki finishes on Disney Plus this week, it ended yesterday, I could at least chat about that and add it to my ever-growing MCU chat. And yes, I know there's been a lot of new content recently that has been MCU, and I am hoping in the next few weeks to try and focus on some other stuff. Just give it a little bit of a break. I know there's some more movies coming that I'll be reviewing. I am going to talk about Robin Williams. I'm working on another top 10 as we speak, so please don't give up on me. I appreciate all the listens. My Space Jam review is pretty popular for some reason. I don't know if it's because I got to see it a week before everybody else did, and people are just looking for that Space Jam review, and I'm the only one that's got one up so far, but there's been a lot of listens, a lot of positive feedback, some funny comments, all of that stuff, so I appreciate that, and also for the few people that have listened to Black Widow and do like the MCU stuff and all that, fantastic, but all right, we're going to dive right in because yes, this is part of our ongoing Marvel Cinematic Universe chat where I'm going through, ideally chronologically, to talk about the evolution of the MCU, its ups and downs, its trials, its successes, where it started in 2008 to its eventual point here in 2021, where we have just got MCU products coming out the wazoo. We had practically nothing last year, and now we can't turn our heads without seeing an MCU product. There has been a lot of new content. As a result, my discussions and reviews have been more about the new stuff. I have only gone through the first three movies. I do intend to try and get back to that at some point, but I have been able to review the new Black Widow movie, and I've talked about the previous Disney Plus shows that have come out, WandaVision and The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. And I like to think that my overall opinions have been rather genuine and factual and fair for someone who loves this franchise probably too much, someone who thinks about it too much. I'm looking for that new thing at the moment that can take my attention away from it because at the moment, that's where my focus is. It used to be Star Wars before that crashed and burned, and here we are now for the MCU. But I think I've been fair. I have enjoyed both WandaVision and The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. They've both had their ups and downs, and I think I've been fair about it. WandaVision, I really enjoyed the sitcom premise of it and Wanda and Vision in it, but I thought it did not stick the landing and I was not a fan of its ending. The Falcon and The Winter Soldier, I appreciated a bit more. I did think it was great with the evolution of Bucky and Sam and getting them ready for wherever they're going to end up in the future of the MCU. But I also feel like six episodes wasn't enough to tell the story and also that certain other characters were pushed to the wayside or they ran out of things to do with them or worried too much about setting them up for future endeavors that we didn't get a satisfactory payoff for that. But of them all, I think Loki, which we are going to talk about now, was my most anticipated. I don't know why. I think it comes down to a few things. One, I've always been a huge fan of Loki and his portrayal by Tom Hiddleston. And two... The trailer looked very bonkers out there. Not in the way that WandaVision was confusing in the sitcom element, but just this was 
some time traveling, some space anomalies, some wacky characters, some odd variations of characters. And based on where I can see the MCU currently going and what their plan is post Thanos, I think it's probably the most important in terms of story setup. WandaVision certainly sets things up for Doctor Strange 2. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier certainly sets things up for putting future players in other movies as well. But Loki, whatever goes on in this this show, definitely seems to be this is the beginning of something. Definitely the beginning of introducing what will eventually lead to the big threat. I mean, how do you find something to be bigger than Thanos? Well, apparently we're going to find out. But overall, I look at these shows as I do as its own standalone product. What works about the MCU when it works really well is that it's able to tell its own standalone stories and it when it when it hints at other things or it throws in its cameos, it's all earned and it's all story-wise. People shouldn't just show up in things for the sake of it. It should be a part of the story. And products should be able to be watched on their own without getting lost. As we get further and further into this new world of movies and TV shows, so rather back in the day you'd watch the movies and that's all you had to do to know what's going on. Now you've got to watch all the shows on Disney Plus and be up to date with everything that's going on to basically follow the story. It's uncharted territory. It's a bit murky. It's a bit messy. This could be where MCU either rises to the occasion once again or it crashes and burns. And I mean, that will be very upsetting if it does, but I'll always know that at least that Infinity Saga is safe and sound. It cannot be messed with. It was a wonderful thing from start to finish. Whatever happens now, it's just gravy, essentially. And I, I, so far, I've enjoyed everything I've seen, so it's delicious gravy. I hate that analogy, but we'll move on. But yes, products need to be on their own. So this stuff on Disney+, Plus, you shouldn't watch it and feel confused or feel like wanting, that none of your questions have been answered, that you spent six hours telling a story that isn't going to be resolved unless you go and watch all these other different things. Which is basically my opinion of Loki, unfortunately. Alongside that with just some some definitely some troubles storytelling wise and holding my attention, which unfortunately makes it my least favorite of the Disney Plus shows. That does not mean that it is bad. As I've said, least favorite doesn't mean hate. Least favorite just means it's the one I would want to go back to and rewatch the least. It's the one that I'm less inclined to recommend to people based on the merits of this one particular show. Depending where all the stuff goes, all the hints, all the setup for other products, maybe it'll be worth it once all the answers are there. But as this one thing, this six-episode story, it's left me wanting. It's left me really pleased in some places, impressed in others, but also bored in certain places and frustrated in other places. There's a lot of there's a lot there. So let's get down into it quickly. The plot of Loki, and I can't really talk about it too much because it is Very spoilery to say anything about it, so I will just give you the bare bones, which is that the Loki that we follow in this show is not the Loki that died in Infinity War. It is the Loki that in Endgame, during the Battle of New York, the Avengers fouled up and accidentally gave him the Tesseract, the Space Stone. He ran off. So it's this version of Loki, what happens to him, which is basically because he is a time variant, because he does exist outside of the current timeline, and he should be dead and he doesn't supposed to exist... He is hunted down by this society called the TVA, or the Time Variance Authority, I think it was called. Anyway, it's basically like the Men in Black, but for the timeline of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They watch over the timeline for the sacred timekeepers, who are apparently the ones 
they keep everything on track. And if there anything happens that starts to pivot at a different point in the timeline, in this essence to create a parallel world or a multiverse, they quickly jump in there and they prune what they need to do to fix it up. So they immediately scoop up Loki because he absolutely shouldn't be running around. Then he is eventually before pruned or whatever, he's picked up by Owen Wilson's character called Mobius, who is the most likable person I've ever met. And I think that's because of his betrayal by Owen Wilson. But Mobius doesn't want to prune Loki. He wants to recruit him. He wants him as his partner to help him because there is a mysterious figure out there that is causing trouble in the timeline that is purposely creating variance and mischief. But whenever they try to track him down, they disappear. This character is mysterious characters played by an actress called Sofia DiMartino. I won't reveal who she is. It's pretty obvious. You'll find out in the first two episodes, so I won't keep it too much of a secret. But I still won't I won't spoil that right off the bat. So basically, go and watch the show if you want to know who Sofia DiMartino is. A very interesting character that Loki and Mobius end up hunting. Loki spends a lot of time with. There's certainly a relationship that builds up between these two characters. Meanwhile, there's an ever-growing mysterious threat and unease about the TVA and the timeline and how it works. Is this control of the timeline mean that there is no such thing as free will? What would happen if there is a multiverse? Would it be okay? Lots of questions. Loki doesn't really care. He's just trying to survive, basically, because he's Loki, after all. Shenanigans ensue. Things escalate. Things get out of hand. And you have our show. Now, the positives here are, without question, obviously, Tom Hiddleston as Loki. As I said in my Black Widow review, the MCU has certainly had its issues when it comes to villains. They've not tried too hard in terms of character development, more they've been a product, a means to an end, if you will. They're there so the good guy can defeat them. But in very rare instances, there has been a villain that has been so fully developed to a point that they absolutely stand out. It happened with Thanos in Infinity War. It happened with Killmonger in Black Panther. It happened in the Netflix shows with Kingpin and Kilgrave. And what started it all, the first villain really to get that was Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Loki, the brother of Thor, the god of mischief in Asgard, who's so insecure. I wouldn't say cowardly, but certainly self-interested, out for number one. Always feels like the world is against him and definitely is trying to prove that they have a glorious purpose, that they are destined to rule because that is their right, that is their need. Now... Loki went on quite a journey in the original MCU after really starting off as a villain. He died a couple of times, that's for sure. But he eventually went through some character growth whereby his final appearance before he went out fighting Thanos, he had become more of an anti-hero. He still wasn't completely shook off of his mischievous ways, but to be sure, he was not full-blown out for himself, out for evil causes. You could tell that he really did love Thor and all of that stuff going on. However, the Loki we've got now didn't go through any of that. So Tom Hiddleston has to go back to his old ways, which originally is what made Loki so appealing, was that that charming sinisterness about him. As the episodes go on in the beginning, I really loved it because Loki is not a hero. He is out for number one. Loki is constantly scheming, constantly thinking, trying to find a way to either manipulate the situation to his own advantage or to find an escape. And Tom Hiddleston plays that so devilishly well. He's enjoyable to watch in every scene he's in, which for a show like Loki, you would want him to be in every scene. And for the most part, he is. 
And he's got a lot to do because he is the star now. So he's not playing second fiddle to four. He's not the villain that the Avengers have to team up to get. He's just this guy who just is trying to make the most of what's going on. He cannot really understand what he has got himself involved into, but he will make the most of it somehow, which is wonderful to watch, and I enjoyed it. Sophia DiMartino's mysterious character, the Time Bandit, I will call her, without revealing who she is. She's definitely a wonderful new addition to the MCU. She gets a lot of character development in this show, probably more than Loki, which is surprising. But once again, it's unlike the other stuff, this isn't just a villain for the sake of a villain. There's a purpose, there's a need to achieve a certain goal, which depending how you look out of it, may be good or may be bad. But that's the thing with these villains on shows instead of movies. You get all the episodes to actually build on their character development rather than run out the clock with a movie and just have them beaten or not beaten or turn good or whatever happens to this time bandit. But she is wonderful to watch as well. And the banter between her and Loki is great, as is the banter between him and Owen Wilson's Mobius, my favorite couple of the MCU. I know they don't really get together on the show, but they form this this love-hate friendship, which only works because Owen Wilson is a wonderful actor and a wonderful human being, I believe. And his portrayal of Mobius is so down-to-earth and, and matter-of-fact. He's just a guy who just believes that Loki can help him, whether he does that because he believes there's good in Loki or he can manipulate him, you don't know. But he's this, this earnest goodness about him that I absolutely loved watching, and I loved when the two of them team up in the early part of the show to go on their time adventures. Unfortunately, it is notoriously upsetting in the last few episodes that Owen Wilson's Mobius is pushed to the sidelines and doesn't really get too much to do. It's frustratingly to a point where I want more Mobius and we didn't get it. So I hope if he shows up in later stuff, he'll be given much more to do because I was I was under the impression going into this that it was going to be the Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson hour, and it really wasn't. It was the Tom Hiddleston, Sophia DiMartino hour with Owen Wilson along for the ride at certain points. Music in here is wonderful as well. There's a haunting Asgardian chord note to Loki, which sort of stems from the Dark World soundtrack, which I really appreciated as well. And the overall story is confusing at times, but it fits the feel of this wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey show. And there's definitely enough twists and turns and surprises that would keep you hooked for every episode. Even if you watch an episode and you're like, I don't feel like much happened there, there'd always be something to go, oh, okay, maybe. I'm going to tune into the next episode and see. All building to a final episode, which unlike the other shows, which spent a lot of the beginning doing a lot of talking and then suddenly went, oh, wait, we didn't do too much action. So spent their finales, especially WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, just throwing punches and action off the walls. This last episode in Loki is definitely a war of words, a talking game for Loki finds the the thing or the person or whatever is behind the TVA and the timeline and whether that person's good or bad or not. They spend a majority of that episode just sitting and talking. And even really, Loki doesn't do much talking. He just sits in awe of this character. This character, which again, I cannot spoil, but is played by a very good actor. And I can tell that this character is being set up for other movies, for a bigger role, a much bigger role. And his portrayal in this, his performance was so good that I'm absolutely I'm excited as hell to see where that goes. That being said, Loki stumbles for me, and I think this is necessarily not its own fault, but this was a show that should be binged. I unfortunately have to keep up to date with these shows week by week because the spoilers on the internet abound, 
I mean, you're listening to me now, and I'm trying to avoid spoiling for you, but you may have already been spoiled a thousand times over just by turning on the internet, and it's just, Loki, did you see this? Oh, spoiled, there you go. I found the pacing to be very inconsistent, whereas if all the episodes had been released in one go, I reckon I could have powered through, and I would have enjoyed it a bit more because the intrigue would have stuck around. Around the middle part of Loki, it does feel like it's spinning its wheels. I didn't really know what the purpose was. There are other characters in here, aside from the ones I mentioned, which are notoriously underdeveloped. You don't really know what their goal is, and they don't seem to spend too much time with them per episode, but they act like you should be invested in what they're doing, and I really didn't, especially a character in here called Ravona Renslayer. She's set up to be this this big character, I think. I just have to take their word for it because I didn't get it for sure. I also, and as I said before, this show is set up to be a building block to other things, but unfortunately, it's focused on that way more than WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier are, so there is no resolution, there's no sense of a story being told, it's just a sequence of events that just suddenly stops. It does stop on enough of a hook that you're interested to see what happens if there is a Loki season 2, or if there's Loki jumping into other movies or whatever, but it's such a whiplash stop. And when you get to that point and you realize that so much has gone underdeveloped or unutilized, specifically Owen Wilson, it can be very frustrating, especially when one episode was spent in just one location doing a particular thing for a certain amount of time, which I got the point by 20 minutes in and I had to sit for another 20 minutes of that. So that's the thing. Loki Loki perplexes me. It is a wonderfully weird and wacky show that goes places the MCU has not gone before. It is built on wonderful performances from Tom Hiddleston and Sofia Diamantino and Owen Wilson, frustratingly little, but he's there. It is bold. It is brave. It is very good at intriguing you and getting you ready for where the MCU was going to go. It has some great spectacle moments, some great references to past MCU and future MCU events being a timeline show and all. The music is wonderful. But it just feels like it's just a thing that exists and it, it it's it's hard to to pack it up into this self-contained thing because it's it's falling into that trap that I'm worried about, that it's more worried in making you want to watch or do other things, that it's not focusing on telling a coherent story. You could have a coherent Loki season and finish it on an ending of sorts and then have your post credit which goes, Oh, but this will lead into here. That's fine. But I feel like watching this I had a good time with it, but I also felt like I ran into a brick wall with just the sudden stop, with the unanswered questions, with the feeling that this was just a means to an end to make you watch and see other things. So I don't know. I will have to see what other people think of Loki. Very few people have watched it up to date as I have. And looking at reactions, people either seem to genuinely really love the show from start to finish or have found it to be a very boring and confusing show. No one's like me, who's just happy all the time regardless. I would give Loki a 7 out of 10. I enjoyed it. It was solid. It was good to see Tom Hiddleston as Loki, and the story was wacky and amusing and all of that. But just the the frustrating parts and the lack of character development, all of that is hanging heavy over the show, unfortunately. But we'll have to see. As I said, these things are built on you going to see other things. So if I go and watch another movie, or if there is a Loki season 2, and it helps to compact this particular show, have purpose and meaning, maybe it'll go up a few points in my book. But as just a self-contained story, like the other Disney Plus shows, it's left me wanting, unfortunately. But still have fun with it.
So there you are. I hope you've enjoyed that very all over the place look at Loki. I would like to know if you have seen it, what you think about it or not. It doesn't matter. You don't have to tell me anything. It's your life. You live it. But thank you again. I will be back next week at the very least for a review, hopefully to go to the movies. But I do want to give you that Robin Williams episode as well. So tune in next week to catch that. And as always, I appreciate you listening to me. I love and appreciate you all. You've been spliced in later. Adios, muchachos. I'll catch you next time.